from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have our friend, Dr. Amit here, Divine Feminine Life Coach, joining us. And excited to have her again to back here talked about sad moods to self-love. And we're going to dive into that today and so much more with our fourth episode and fourth key, Sad Mood to Self-Love, Holding Space for Yourself. Welcome back to the show today. How are you? Mm, I'm wonderful, Jill. Thank you for having me back. So excited to be here. Same here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming back with us, uh, Dr. Ramit Singh. <laughs> Please introduce yourself and we'll dive right into yes. it. Sure. So my name is Dr. Ramit Singh. I'm a Divine Feminine Life Coach. What that means is that I work with um, women's mental health, um, energetic blocks, and helping women really transform limiting patterns, but from the perspective of marrying psychology and goddess work, uh, my background is I have my doctorate in counseling psychology from UFT, and I've also been a psychotherapist doing a lot of trauma work. Basically, I found that there was a missing piece in the world of mental health, which was working with women holistically and working with divine feminine energy. So I kind of marry both these perspectives together and provide a very powerful formula uh, called the True Feminine Rising, which is a three-month program with me um, where I lead women on a, on a process of really awakening their divine feminine by embodying the principles of feminine power, embodiment, pleasure, love, and freedom. So that's basically what I do in a nutshell. Beautiful. Hold on. I want to remind people how we could reach you. Yes, my website, Dr. D-R-R-A-M-E-E-T. That's Dr. Ramit. Love Life, L-O-V-L-I-F-E dot com. So that's Dr. Ramit, lovelife.com. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about what we're going to be exploring today, specifically three mm-hmm. kinds of sad feelings, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Three categories. So um, today what I really want to talk about uh, is why um, that oftentimes our um, sad moods and emotions are minimized. And this is why I wanted to really, you know, talk about this this topic today. Um, but at the root of many of our behaviors and, you know, the sort of like negative behavior loops we have, whether it's, um, you know, the diet that we have, uh, the relationships that we stay in, overworking, um, we have a lot of these behavioral loops that sometimes we can't figure out, why am I behaving like this? Why am I doing this? Why am I feeling angry? And often at the core of these behaviors and these secondary emotions is like a, a deeper emotional charge, uh, the root of primary emotion, which could be sadness, for example. So I want to really help people understand, um, first of all, you know, what is the core emotion that might be underlying a lot of their challenges today? And oftentimes it could be a sad emotion. And then I want to talk about three kinds of sad feelings three categories, Um, you know, these categories are something that I found kept coming up again and again in my work with my clients and myself, and if we can help people identify what category their sad feeling is coming from, then then they have the tools to actually know what to do with it. So today I'll be talking about these sad feeling um, categories and also a very powerful key, a very powerful key of healing the sad state. What's the key thing you need to learn? 
in order to address your sad emotions. And that's what I want to explore today. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Well, let's talk about, uh, well, the quite important topic, right? Uh, really, uh, you know, to dive in. Please tell us about yourself so people understand what a psychotherapist, life coach, speaker, author, yeah. all the things you are embodies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, as a psychotherapist, the way that I work as a holistic psychotherapist, is I try to help clients access the wisdom of their soul and start to recognize where in their human mind or human personality they have taken on belief systems, patterning that do not serve their purpose. So as a psychotherapist and life coach, I try to then help clients to really, you know, sort through all the conditionings that are getting in the way of them being the truest, authentic self. As a speaker and author, my primary objective is to really deliver the message um, of personal power, personal awakening, and how we can really learn to work with um, ourselves, our energy, our, our, our divine feminine, um, to manifest the life we want. So that's sort of the, the essence of what I do as, in my profession. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's always important to establish that. Uh, and also want to ask you, if you don't mind, um, about this multidimensional three-month program you offer. Oh, yes, yes. So this program called The True Feminine Rising, Jill, it came about um, three years ago at 4 a.m. in the morning. I woke up at 4 a.m. and I heard my inner being say to me, grab a pen. So I did. And within a flash, what came through my hand was starting to automatically write. It was really being guided from my higher self was the word, the true feminine rising, and then almost like a, a, an information of what should be on this program, on this thing. And it said membership portal and all this. And anyways, at the end of that 10-minute writing thing, I looked down and I said, what is this? Like, am I going to really, like, am I being asked to do this? I was kind of in disbelief, right? I'm like, okay, this is interesting. This has come through, but let's see what happens went back to sleep and then the following night I had a dream and in my dream I had a woman come to me and share with me three processes that she wants to learn that she needs to learn as a part of healing the feminine and it was embodiment freedom and love so once that second dream came that that week I realized that that would be the theme of, of each of the months and then following that Jill for the past two years three years there's been just an incredible journey of being guided in creating this true feminine rising program, really guided from the depths of my own higher self and the goddess energy. And basically, this particular program works with the four lower chakras, the four lower energy centers, the root, the sacral, the solar plexus, and the heart. Because these lower chakras are often what's blocked, I believe, for the feminine and for the masculine on the planet. Many of us are very connected to source. We're really much in our head space. We have all these creative ideas, but really learning how to, you know, work with the lower chakras. It's, it's about learning how to be human in a masterful way and how to really, um, you know, work with the traumas. So anyway, this program helps people uh, heal the four lower chakras, um, you know, by integrating psychology, core belief system work, energy clearing, and goddess wisdom. So that's the really the, the, the essence of this 
true feminine rising and how it's come about. Thank you for sharing that as well. And also, if you are just tuning in, Dr. Ramit Singh here joining us. We're so excited to be here talking about our fourth key, Sad Mood to Self-Love. And again, holding space for yourself. She's a divine feminine life coach, uh, Dr. Ramit here, really diving into things for us today and talking more about emotions we're going to talk about and, of course, uh, women <laughs> with our emotions feeling more. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So I believe we're on this sort of next topic that I wanted to explore. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Yes. Um, You know, so coming back to the main question here, Jill, which is what are these sad emotions and the categories, which I promised to talk about. Um, The three causes of sad feeling is this. Number one, inner childhood pain and younger self pain. This is basically where... You know, you might be doing completely fine and you might be, you know, going day to day doing your work and then all of a sudden you feel like this inner sadness coming up and when you look at it, the sadness belongs to uh, an aspect of your inner child or younger self that has gone through some kind of pain and had not been fully processed and digested. And I think many of us can relate to this. Like when I'm working with my clients, and, um, you know, they're sitting in front of me and they're saying that they're being, they're being taken over by these sad emotions day to day. And we, as we go into the body, we actually start to recognize that there's been layers of childhood trauma and childhood pain that has been undigested and that's now coming to the surface, right? So that's the first sort of category of sad feelings that we can look at and say, does my sad feelings belong to my inner child or my younger self? The second category of sad feelings um, has to do with suppressed life force energy. Now, we, Jill, all have a unique, authentic self-expression. Every human being has a unique way that their energy needs to flow. And even if we look at, you know, I, I've studied Vedic astrology for a year and a half. It's not very long. But even if I look at the charts of people, the way in which your whole personality and psychology and energy field is composed, you have a different way of expressing your energy, your being, right? So when you have a certain way of expressing yourself and you have been living under many rules and restrictions of should your, you know, family conditioning, societal conditioning, you end up suppressing that natural life force energy within you and as a result, your life force energy, which is the force of your self-expression, becomes restricted, constricted. And as a result, we feel sadness, frustration, and anger, right? Core, those kind of core emotions. So the second cause of our sad feelings can be about how we have been restricting, inhibiting the way in which we want to truly be. We haven't been listening. And that creates, that creates sadness. And then the third real, um, I would say, core category of sadness um, has to do with collective sadness. And collective sadness is basically, you know, think about your mom, your father, your ancestors. They went through a lot of trauma, a lot of war, challenges. And we we talk about ancestral pain when we carry the pain of our foremothers, forefathers, and our parents. And so in the work I do, there's a whole realm in psychology called family systems and family therapy where you actually look at what addiction or pain is being moved through generations, right, of the client's lineage. And so sometimes our sadness is coming from 
something that we need to digest and process for our ancestors, for our parents. We've taken on a similar pattern. And very interestingly, the weather and the day has moods as well, and our menstruation cycle, right? Mm. So there are certain times in the collective field, even during certain solar eclipses, for example, where we are very much closer to the, our unconscious material, okay? There's times when there's an opening in, 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 in the energies of the universe where we're very close to our unconscious material, hence we're connected to more of our pain, right? So the collective sadness is our ability to recognize that this is my pain, but it's also bigger than my pain. It's also the pain of the collective feminine or the planet at large, and I'm part of the process of healing and taking care of this pain. So these are the three levels of sadness that we may experience. Now, there are more levels, but these are the core that I've noticed just working, you know, with my clients. Awesome. Well, Dr. Ramit, this might be the perfect time, if you don't mind, to take our quick commercial break. Uh, We'll go more into depth when we return. Remind us how we can reach you. Yes, uh, my website, Dr. D.R. Ramit, R-A-M-E-E-T, Love Life, L-O-V-L-I-F-E dot com, Dr. Ramit, Love Life dot com. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll obviously talk more about the work you're doing and how you can help our listeners. Thanks for this topic today. Good one. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-386-9945. 800-386-9945. 9945 Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the MyTuner Radio, Online Radio Box, and Simple Radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on MyTuner-Radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on Streama.com and OnlineRadioBox.com slash US. Take your podcasts on the go and don't miss a minute of the action. Compassionate Healing Services offers a unique approach to treating mental and physical health conditions. We combine trauma healing with Reiki energy work and other holistic modalities. Compassionate isn't just the name of our business, it's the driving force behind our mission and the people we choose to collaborate with. If you or a loved one struggles with mental health, give us a call at 856-334-0018 or visit chsyoga.com. Compassionate Healing Services, mental health done differently. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. 
Welcome back to the show. Dr. Ramit Singh here joining us, talking about sad mood to self-love. Yeah, we're going back uh, to these emotions and times we feel sad and wondering what the feeling is all about. But again, we're talking about three different types of sadness specifically. And of course, us women feeling more than we do. Uh, she's here talking to us and helping us embrace ourselves and our cycles and to know that every feminine body is really, truly unique. And she's back with us here live on the show today. Hi. Hi there. So we got to talk about how sadness shows up in the body, and there's there's so much more to the work that we have to get through today. Where do we leave off exactly? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you, thought you mentioned just about the feminine body and how um, sometimes women can feel more. You're absolutely right about that, Joe. Um, and, you know, what I want to say is that um, I want everybody to recognize that we all have a different bandwidth and spectrum of emotions that we feel. Sometimes when I work with clients and work with my friends, um, they're very confused because they say, I felt so deeply about this situation and I felt so many emotions and my father and my sister, whoever, didn't feel this way. What's wrong with me? So I often let them know that you have to recognize that what is your spectrum of emotions and how deeply do you feel and really start to honor that. So when I started to make peace with the fact, Jill, that I'm a feeling-oriented person, that like somebody once said, like, I live in um, oceans of emotion, <laughs> right? And it's not a bad thing. That I primarily express, experience life through my feelings. And that's exactly true. And I, I can feel that the beauty of the, the sunset, I feel so deeply. Once I really understood that about myself, then I started to create a lifestyle that mm-hmm. could accommodate my feeling-oriented self. Many of us will create a lifestyle around our friends, other people's needs, our work, our rational mind, but we don't create, accommodate our lifestyle enough to really fit in our feeling-oriented self. And so when I started to create a lifestyle that accommodated my feeling-oriented self, that looked like having more time in my day for processing my emotions, for doing my meditation, for actually having a time at nighttime where I get to wind down and calm my nervous system because my nervous system is so sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. Or having time to really like, connect to my heart space. So, you know, the invitation here is to really ask, you know, people, the listener, you know, if you could start to accommodate your your or feeling-oriented self in your lifestyle, what changes would you make in your lifestyle, right? And I want to just say a story here. Um, I was at this big family wedding way back when. It was like a three-day event. And there's a lot of people, and some people, you know, were triggering, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. happening. So I would have to leave maybe five or ten minutes a couple of times just to kind of ground and breathe, which is normal, right? You're dealing with a lot of people. And a very distant family member, like a distant relative, asked me, is there something wrong with you? Like, why have you been leaving for a few minutes like mm-hmm. this, you know? <laughs> and so... I understood at that time that this person was not as feeling-oriented or had not really taken care of her emotions as much as I do. But that this is an example where we can be shamed for having to step out and take care of our emotions and regulate our emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is what we kind of have to start to overcome the shame that women and men can feel for having these emotions and taking time to take care of them. So... You know, with this said, and with the, you know, the, the feminine body that I, I want to talk about, um, you know, sometimes 
we can be um, doing quite fine, right, doing quite well, and then we have a cycle that comes up where there's sad feelings and sad emotions coming to the surface. And we say that, wait, wait a minute, I've been taking so much care of myself. Why am I feeling the sad cycle again? Oftentimes, it's because your unconscious mind recognizes and knows that you now have the capacity to hold space for a deeper level of pain and emotion that wants to heal and clear through you. So I want to tell the listeners that sometimes if you feel like you're going backwards because you've been doing so well and all of a sudden you feel these feelings, you're not going backwards. You just have a greater capacity to recognize what's been um, behind the scenes, the pain, the trauma that's been behind the scenes, but now you're ready to face. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sure does. Wow. Yeah. You're so, I love yeah. your demeanor. You got just the innate demeanor about you. Uh, really, it's a pleasure li- li- listening to you. And for those new time listeners, can you just, uh, I know I want to continue more about this, but a little bit about your background yes. because how qualified you are in this field. It's just, it's important to bring up. And I may know, you may know, but would you mind just yes. sharing a little bit about that? Yes. So I did eight, eight years of schooling for my master's and my doctorate in psychology, counseling psychology, I did my, I spent five years on my major doctoral thesis integrating yoga, not the physical yoga, but the deeper aspects of yoga into mental health, and I published my major research. Um, I've, I've written, self-authored e, two e-books, one e-book on uh, feminine awakening through psychology, core belief systems, chakra healing, and a second e-book on women's tantra, uh, learning to really work with sacred sexuality and the feminine. Um, I've built this major uh, 12-week course, um, and I've also traveled around some parts of the world offering workshops and, um, you know, holding these processes, and I've also done other television appearances where I talk about mental health and spirituality. So there's been a lot that I've been doing around this particular subject field. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, you're such a pro. We love speaking with you. Again, Dr. Ramit Singh here. Thank you. And let's talk more um, about, uh, you know, there's a lot, really. We still, we have, yeah. well, gosh, we have six minutes left of the show. We can never squeeze it all in, but we can, right? Feels like it's never ending, <laughs> yes, you say, yes, right? Yes. To get over something. Where Three else? All right, go for it. Go ahead. Yes. So what I want to share now uh, is just a process with everybody. Um, and this is about how to identify your sad emotions and what to do when they come up. So, you, so people have some tools to work with. First thing that I, that I teach is, first of all, number one, in order to know what's happening with your sadness, trace it in the body. Here is an expression of your unconscious mind. The sensations, the feelings, the tensions, the pain that shows up in your body is a messenger. So I have my clients take a moment to go into meditation, they, they learn to drop into their body, and then they just simply scan the body to recognize, where am I holding my feelings, where am I holding my emotions? And as you learn to go to that part of your body, organ, face, as holding on to pain or heaviness, you start to then learn how to offer a pure observation and pure awareness to the point that that emotion, that feeling starts to reveal itself to you, and you have a dialogue with it, Okay. That's the first thing to start to work with your sad emotions. And there's a lot of guided meditations that you can do with this, okay? Um, the second way to really identify your sad emotions is, is start to look at the secondary emotion that's uh, covering the sad emotion. So, for example, 
being in the mind and in the head and disconnecting from body awareness is a sign that there's some discomfort in the body that you're trying to avoid by staying in your head, in your mind. Okay? Keeping over busy, overuse of the phone, inability to pause and just be is also a sign that you're trying to avoid some discomfort, some discomfort emotion, often it's sadness, for example. Feeling restless, unable to drop in, angry, frustrated, and low patience. So these are all things that we do as behaviors to avoid our primary emotion, to avoid the sadness. So you want to start to track, what are my avoidance of behaviors, and when do I know that I'm feeling sad and I'm avoiding it? What do I, what do, I do? Start to really understand yourself. Okay, that's the second thing. The third thing I want to really present here uh, is the last point, and the most powerful point, and the key, like the key thing here I want people to take away is put your feeling self in the right perspective. In order to heal your feelings, you have to start with having a right relationship between you and the feeling, okay? The bad feeling and the sad feeling is not the problem. You feel sad because there, it was a natural response to something in your past or present that made you feel separate from love, okay? If we can get the relationship right with our feelings, meaning that we are able to relate to our feelings, not from judging it, but from actually holding the space and saying, I hear you, I feel you, and I'm with you, and how can I help you? You, you approach the sad feeling as if you're approaching a friend who's in pain. And that kind of intentionality of compassion, space holding, and non-judgment will allow the sad feeling, the energy, to feel safe enough to expose itself to you. And in that space, what happens is you give enough space for the emotion, the sadness, to complete its cycle of expression. That's right. Emotions have their own cycles of expression. The more you can feel, allow, and witness, the more the emotion can run its course, and that emotion can then let go of you. My mentor used to say, Ramit, you don't let go of emotions. The emotion lets go, let, lets go of you once you've given it the right space, right? So I tell my clients, emotions are not the problems. Emotions are not the problem. They are a natural response of something that happened to us in the past. What creates a challenge is how we resist the feeling and the belief that there's something wrong with me for feeling what I feel. So, you know, that should be the core message that I want to, you know, take away, that I want people to take away today uh, about the sad emotions and um, and to not resist them because it's like the Chinese finger trap, right? I read this in a book one day. In the Chinese finger trap, the more you pull your fingers away from the center, the tighter the trap gets. But if you can soften your fingers and let the fingers approach the center, then the trap opens up, right? So it's a process of surrendering feeling and allowing and having the right relationship to your feeling self that helps you to heal. Beautiful. All right, we've still got three minutes left. What else could you squeeze in? <laughs> yes, wonderful. Well, I'm just going to do um, a little process here, and then I want to just talk about the final key that I have for everybody, the, the, sorry, the final gift with the mm-hmm. final key. So I'm going to have the listeners just place one hand over the heart, Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say a little couple of things here. These are the words that I use to help my emotions, and I'm going to offer this affirmation to you, which came through in my meditation. So if you connect to the heart, does any sad emotions, heavy emotions here? We say to the heavy emotion, dear emotion, I am the immaculate, immaculate love for you. Turn to me, dear emotions, and do not run away from me. 
let yourself be seen through your sad emotion or fearful emotion. Can you trust that if you let me see you, I won't judge you, and I will be the unconditional love for you? And when I really go into this process on a deep level, the emotion finally opens up to my heart. And in that space of my heart, and my, non, my compassion, the emotion will let love in. The emotion can let love in. So the key to healing, is, the, key to healing the, sad, the sad feeling is to let love in, and it's the love that you give to the sad feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the last little process and affirmation that I want to share. And as a part of the fourth gift, I have a very powerful guided um, meditation uh, for the listeners. Uh, guided meditation to work with the heart chakra, the heart center, to help you tap into the heart and offer the heart the love and the compassion and the kindness and the soothing that it needs so that your sad emotion can be held and embraced by your awareness. It's a very powerful 25-minute guided meditation and goes quite deep. Right, and that, that's you. the final gift that I have for today. All right, <laughs> and who do we reach out? Give us the website one more time. we got to run. I'm so yes. sorry. Yes, yes, Dr. Amit Singh, D-R-R-A-M-E-E-T, love life, L-O-S-L-O-V-E-L-I-S-E.com, Dr. Amit, love life.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk soon. Thanks Wonderful. for the insight. Thank you. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your fly. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council.